Good evening to all the leg cutters, lap sweepers and boundary riders that are listening to the Everything Dad Leg Cricket Series tonight. I'm with Reese and Joey this evening. Fellas, how are we, Reese? Very well, thanks, man. That's good to hear, mate. How was your week? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I'd rather be playing cricket. <laughs> I'm sure we all would. <laughs> Who wouldn't be? Yeah, that's exactly right. Joey, what about you, mate? Mate, I'm brilliant. Uh, great week. Uh, wouldn't be anywhere else on a Wednesday night than with you two boys, of course. Oh, good answer. Sweet. Good answer. All righty, fellas. Just before we jump into it, we'll give a bit of a merch update. Now, Joe, before I let you take over, I did say off air that I, uh, I don't know about anyone else, but, you know, here specifically, it's a bit hot. So um, I'm just going to do one thing real quick. <laughs> My shirt has arrived, Joey. And, mate, that is sexy. That just fits you so well. Yes, I know. It's uh, <laughs> nice, nice, big, comfortable, and it is such a lovely shirt. Perfection so if you, personified. If you do not own a Rocky Infringement Podcast T-shirt, order yourself one now. Uh, what else we got releasing, Joe? How are we going? Well, mate, uh, as you know, we can go to rugbyleaguemerch.com, type in the Rock Infringement Podcast, where you can find all your usuals, your shirts at uh, Luke's showing tonight, the hoodie that I'm repping tonight as is a little bit cold outside. Uh, we've got mugs, stubby holders, hats, and now for summer, heading into our day drinking vibes, we've got pint glasses, coasters, and bottle openers as well. Also do steins, so check it out. 10% of all proceeds go to the Family of League Foundation. It's rugbyleaguemerch.com. All right, back to you, Lukey. No worries. Thank you. We're going to jump straight into Cricket World Cup and discuss a few of the things that we liked and dislikes over the last few games. Just before we jump into that, I'll just run down the last few days of cricket for us. Uh, New Zealand are currently playing South Africa, and South Africa are 1 for 38 off 8.4 overs. Going to be an interesting match by the end of it. We had Pakistan to defeat Bangladesh by seven wickets on Tuesday night. Afghanistan beating Sri Lanka by seven wickets on Monday night. India absolutely throwing the towel at England and abolishing them from this Cricket World Cup. Defeating them by 100 runs, bowling them out in 34.5 overs. And on Saturday, we had Australia men beat New Zealand by five runs. What an interesting... Interesting week of cricket, fellas. How are we going with it? What are we thinking? Well, I, I, was, I was thinking about this throughout the week. I've actually been pretty stoked to see the likes of Afghanistan fronting up and competing hmm. because they've they've got quite a few good players. And to, to see the likes of Rashid Khan and Mohammed Nabi, who we've seen through the BBL system for a number of years, uh, be rewarded for their skills and efforts in the international realm, it's it's quite it's 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 really good to see. I think they're sitting one outside of the top four currently. Uh, currently two at the moment, mate. So two. yeah, uh I'll quickly run it down for you if you like. India, South Africa, New Zealand, and Australia, they're our top four. Pakistan fifth, Afghanistan six, Sri Lanka seven, Netherlands eight, Bangladesh nine, and England with absolutely zero chance of coming off the bottom ten. <laughs> <laughs> and that was my dislike, England. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's my note. That that's my only note. Just just, 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 just no, just England. Full stop. I'll explain more in my run. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes, good one, good one. What about you, Joe? What we like and dislike? Oh mate, it's been a good week. Uh, as you said, uh, seeing England lose is definitely something that I've liked. 
Uh, we always love to see the arch rival getting beat and getting beating, beaten convincingly as well. I mean, that was poor against India. I mean, we know how classy India are, but that was poor from England. Very, very poor. Uh, it's been a good week. Uh, the Australian game, boys. Travi Head back in the squad. Sentry. Oh. Straight back in with a sentry. So David Warner still in some good form, 80-odd. But, yeah, mate, looking good. Uh, dislikes, probably that uh, New Zealand got so close to us. I thought we batted really well, and then we sort of let it slip a bit in the field uh, and with our bowling as well. Credit to New Zealand for getting it so tight. Uh, we can talk about that game a bit because it did go down in the last over, which was pretty amazing. But, yeah, that's my take for the week. That's, that's good to hear. Um, myself, I would say... Aussies are impressive, getting four on the trot. Um, and especially Warner's found some form and he's maintained it. It's, mm. I'm glad that it wasn't just a one-hit wonder sort of thing. And, you know, Head coming back in, he actually released a comment during the week, which I found really interesting and funny. And the question was, you know, how did he, you know, improve himself in his in this time? And he said, oh, I've really taken the likes to watching Bubba's arm. And just yeah, wow. and he just he basically said, "I want to bat well, so I don't bat like him." <laughs> <laughs> he really cheated up for like an absolute, you know, good oh. comment, and he went, "Yeah, I just don't bat like him." Shots fired. Yeah, so that's, that's trash that's, though. That's, that's not word for word. That is <laughs> definitely not word for word, but it was something very similar to that. So I had a very good laugh regarding that one. Uh, dislikes, yeah, look. The uh, England, the Pommies, man, they're just mm. boys. They just, they're just doing, not doing well at all. They've won one game out of six. They're and they're that far behind that, you know, like they need to win, start winning some games to get off the bottom and stay off the bottom, sort of thing. Yeah. I, there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that they're not coming close to the to the top four. That was just something interesting for me and one of my dislikes. Concluding the uh, Cricket World Cup, well, uh, oh, Reese, was there anything else for the World Cup for you, mate, or are we no. going to do that in your rundown? We'll do it later. We'll do it later? No worries. Well, can John... I just, uh, sorry, before we go into no. further, can go I just ahead. talk about Steve Smith? Now, I love Steve Smith. Moved down to four in this game with Mitch Marsh uh, mm. going to three, head opening. I just want to talk a bit about Smith's form lately. I mean, love what he's done in the game, but I feel like his form is just a bit under par at the moment. I don't know if there's something going on in his game or what it is. We know Smith is that sort of batter. I mean, he was number one in the world a couple of years back for a long time, and uh, the way he's able to play some of those shots through the legs and what we've seen. But just recently, he's been a bit out of touch. So, yeah, I don't know, just sort of – just touched on that. Steve Smith there uh, only got 18 against New Zealand and hasn't really had many big scores. I think 150 this World Cup, one or two. Um, yep. So, yeah, just interesting. Yeah, I think yeah. I think uh, Steve Smith has sort of passed that point where limited overs just doesn't really con- like connect with him anymore. I yeah. think he needs to start to prioritise what's you know, what's the better part of his game. I mean, we know, he can, we know he's good for a, a quick fire 100, but yeah, it's not when we need it. Yeah. So yeah. I think uh, he needs to start making a choice here. What's the better way to prolong his career? Because he has admitted that he, he feels like he's starting to get to the the other end of his career, Clo- like he's closer to retirement than he's ever been, but not yeah, yeah, not retiring, sure. you know? Like, mm. yeah, it's interesting. 
Yeah, well, I was just having a look after you brought that up, Joe. I looked, I've just looked at the top 15 run scorers. Now, usually Steve Smith would be up there, sort of thing. Mm. We have one Australian in the top 15 run scorers for this current cricket world. David Warner. Warner. David Warner. And he's number two. Yeah, yeah. Quinton de Kock taking the number one spot with 431 runs. Davey Warner, not that far behind him. He's on 413. So, yeah, right. Well done, Davey. Yeah. Um, Ratchin Ravindra, number three. Rohit Sharma, four. I like him, Ravindra. Made, he's made another century. He made a century against Australia. Yeah. Dude, he came back. He keeps yeah, good. he's, he's good. pretty. He's pretty good. Um, <laughs> uh, and all, before we jump out, let's just talk about uh, the bowling hmm. just before we leave the Cricket World Cup. Adam Zampa is the leading wicket taker. <laughs> Oliver, Oliver, that's for you. <laughs> that Screw is you, dead set for you, mate. <laughs> to blast him before the World Cup started saying, why did we select him? What is going on? <laughs> for him to be the leading wicket taker. And, again, the only Aussie in the top 15. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Zamp, <laughs> so, Zamp's, yeah. Taking, Zamp's taking number one. Tied with Shaheen Afridi from Pakistan, um, who's also won 16. But, yeah, just the bowling has just been absolutely incredible from our bowlers. A yeah, couple, couple of loose overs here and there, but I think that's what's helping the Aussies win, this game, win these mm. games, to be honest. Um, all right, boys, jumping through to the BBLW. Yes. We've got, yeah, we've had a couple of interesting games over the last few days. Sydney Thunder this afternoon. Slash evening, getting the win over the Melbourne Renegades by 37 runs. Uh, the Scorchers beating the Sixers by 36 runs yesterday. Uh, the Hurricanes beating the Sydney Thunder on Monday. That's a quick turnaround for the Thunder Girls. Absolutely. Um, Melbourne Stars getting it done over the Scorchers by seven runs on Sunday. And the Strikers beating Brisbane by 59 runs on Sunday. Some interesting score uh, differences. An updated ladder, Brisbane Heat on top, followed by the Strikers, Sydney Thunder third, Perth Scorchers fourth, Hobart Hurricanes fifth, Melbourne Stars sixth, Melbourne Renegades seventh, and Sydney Sixers on the bottom. Please be the same for the men's because I'm sick of the Sixers winning. (laughs) I'm sick of these Sixers winning, honestly. (laughs) <laughs> uh, little little takeaway, mate. Uh, Blair Crouch will be very happy. Melbourne Stars getting the win yes. the other night. So, uh, you know, yeah, I haven't, yeah, I haven't, it's, I haven't, it's I good after we, we after put the moxer on them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the hoodoo is back off. It's fine. Yes, that's exactly fine. right. Uh, any any real standout boys for you guys with the women's BBL? Any? I mean, look, I'm I'm really enjoying what I'm seeing from the girls, and I think it's great to see women's cricket on our screens and thriving the way it mm-hmm. is. Uh, we talk about the Thunder, and I'm just having a look at the game that was played earlier this afternoon. Have a night, 52 not out. I mean, pretty amazing effort there for the Thunder girls. Renegades, it was, you know, it wasn't great. Uh, scorecard doesn't really predict much. You know, high score was 37 runs there. But as you said in that ladder, you know, it, Brisbane Heat, that's who Grace Harris plays for, and they are killing it at the moment. So I think they're going to be really hard to stop this year. Well, that uh, that Grace Harris that you've just mentioned, I was just about to bring her up. She is the leading run scorer with 257 runs for the season. 
The next highest person is Elise Perry for the Sixers on 189. There you go. He has got a whopping 68-run lead against second. And regarding the bowling, we've got Ash Gardner and Lauren Cheadle, both Sydney Sixers players, 10 and 9, top two positions. The Sixers can bowl, but they're just not winning games because mm. they're on the yeah. bottom of the ladder. <laughs> yeah, so it's got to be their batting. Their batting yeah. is just not... They're just not getting the runs, which is not good to see, mm. uh, you know, but, hey, it's good for us viewing yeah. at home. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> if anyone is going to watch the game tomorrow at 7.10pm, the Hobart Hurricanes take on the Melbourne Stars. If anyone's interested in the Sydney games, the Strikers take on the Sixers Friday at 5.10pm at the Wacker. Yes, oh. and not long to go until the men's series begins. We are under one month to go, so not long at all. Moving on to our Big Bash competition. If anyone yes. wants to join in, there's still some spots available. Please use the code 432943. That is to join our Big Bash Supercoach competition. Uh, winners are looking like some merch at the end, Joe. Merch, that's you right. Give, give us a little sneak peek of what's up for grabs? or Absolutely. So... At the moment, first place is looking at a shirt, a pint glass, and a couple of coasters. And second place, we're looking at, think at the moment, we're going to go down the route of maybe coasters, bottle opener, and a mug. So there's some good items there up for grabs. I don't want to give a shirt to both. Uh, you've got to really work for it. You've got to win the thing to get a shirt. So definitely be in it. Uh Reese also sign up. Uh, but yeah, apart from that. <laughs> <laughs> Just because we want you to lose again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we need to give him another wooden spoon. But... Yeah, that's exactly right. It's a dominance, right? Asserting dominance. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now it's on to join the club. We're going to talk about the player who has the most runs across the three main forms of cricket, which is test, ODIs, and T20s. And I believe that's you, Reese. It's uh, it's pretty interesting. So a few people will probably be aware. Of oh, sorry. Stats. Just just so people aren't confused, it's not Reese. He's just going to tell us about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely yeah. not Reese after Saturday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I've scored fifteen thousand nine hundred twenty-one <laughs> runs. But no, Sachin Tendulkar has across Test match cricket with a high score of two hundred and forty-eight not out. And uh, why not? Let's throw him in. Throw him in again with uh, the ODI record for eighteen thousand four hundred and twenty-eight runs, with a high and... score of two hundred not out. A lot of not outs there, boys. Um, and then we're moving on to the T20I record. Vera Kohli in there, four thousand and eight, with a high score of one hundred and twenty-two not out. And the little master taking it out with 34,357 runs across all formats. Again, in there with a 248 not out as the best possible score across all international matches. Now, I do have a quick question. Yeah. Um, so do you think that Indian batsmen have done so well across the international level because their pitches are insane. I mean, if you, that's how you're going to look at it, then sure. <laughs> just but... so many tricks, so many surprises, just very good with spin. I just, yeah, I, I don't well, know. They're, like, they're growing up in these areas where the, the pitches are just just so tricky. 
Yeah. Do you well, think that they've just learned and adapted? We we know we know what the pitches in the subcontinent offer, and they're dust bowls. They're basically dust bowls, and we know how dusty it can be, and they have grown up on that. But uh, you'll probably see that with a lot of these players as well, they actually have good records away from India and yeah. away from their home country. Uh, Tendulkar was just a cricketer. He was just a cricketer, and I think it didn't really matter where the little master went, he could get it done. And I just think it's a case for him of just talent. He's just talent. He's just yeah. natural talent with hard work as well, but just natural talent. I'll take you back to the uh, the, the 2018 series when India came over to Australia when Smith, Warner and Bancroft were banned and uh, Pajara, the, the new wall, I don't, not so much at the moment, but... <laughs> He um, put on over 500 runs across the whole series. Yeah. Just batted just like an old school test cricketer. I just think, you know, that, that there is something behind the way that these Indian batsmen can just play. They they get used to the trickiness of their pitches and they go somewhere where people are bowling straighter and fuller. And they're just picking it up quicker. I don't know. It's just... I mean, yeah. look, to be honest, they probably have a lot more focus as well because mm. they're used to those pitches doing whatever the pitch will. You know, if you're a spinner on a dust bowl, the ball can go anywhere. So as a batsman, when you're playing in India, you have to focus 100% on what is going on. And I think that because of that, they've got prestige focus. So when they come over to a place like Australia, they're going, all right, we're used to playing spin in this dust bowl. We can play on these straight, these roads easy. And they just have the focus and the mindset to be able to turn that into runs. And as you said, Pajara, the wall, he's able to defend for, you know, two, three hours and then start to turn defense into attack. So I just mm. think it's a big focus thing. Yeah, I think a lot of uh, a lot of the Indian series that I've I've seen since I've been watching cricket and replays, they've always been just great cricket to watch. So I thought it was really interesting, but uh, that'll do for the join the club. All righty. Coming up next, Joey, splash the cash. Have you got yes. this week's pickle bet saying game multi? Boys, I do. So we're looking at the next game for Australia coming up. Now, we don't have the exact odds yet because it is on Saturday, but you can go into pickle bet and start your multi early. You can start putting it on yourself. So you go into your bet slip, you visit sport, visit cricket, have a look at the Australia game coming up, which is Australia and England in three days. And we know how bad England have been, but I don't want to write them off yet. I think Australia get the win, but here's the same game multi that I'm going. I'm going Australia to win at $1.53, head-to-head, right? I'm going to go David Warner, 40 runs plus, and I'm going to go – I'm going to – I've got to make it fair. So we'll go with an English batsman as well. I'm going to go Harry Brook, 30 runs plus, because I'm not sure if he'll crack a 40 or a 50. I'm going to go Harry Brook, 30 runs plus, and then Zampa for two wickets. Now, once I have the exact uh, amount that that will be, we'll throw it up on our socials at uh, Facebook, Instagram, and probably not TikTok, just Facebook and Instagram, wherever else you look at our social media. But think, is this a bet you really want to place for free and confidential support? Visit 1-800-858-858 or go to gamblinghelponline.org.au. And that's mm. our big bet, same game multi for England versus Australia. 
Excellent, mate. All I can say after that is if Oliver puts a hundred bucks on Zampa to get four wickets, he owes me half. Just to say, <laughs> heard it here. <laughs> All right, we'll hold him to that. We'll hold him to that. <laughs> it's live and posted. All right, please jump in. <laughs> jumping into the Nepean news. Uh, fifth grade last week, getting a win over Emu Plains. Unfortunately, we didn't get the outright points. However, we still got a first innings win. But I'm actually going to jump to fourth grade for a second. Very because nice. I'm not sure you boys might might have seen this. All right. And I'm going to give a shout out to a bloke that I've, I've never met in person. But after reading this, I want to meet him. <laughs> All right. And I'll just, I'll just read you the post. On Saturday, the 21st of October, 2023, at Jamison Park, number three, our new fourth grade side, made up of fathers and sons, witnessed something quite incredible. Their captain, Mr. Craig White, hitting a remarkable 272 runs, not out. Yeah, I saw that. That was phenomenal. With a whopping 34s and 16 sixes, Emu Plains finished Six for 406. Craig's new milestone has rewritten not only club records, but also district records. Uniquely, Craig's efforts have bypassed his own brother, Michael's innings, back in 1997-98 by six runs. Wow. Wow, that's phenomenal. The previous record holders, Michael White, which is Craig's brother, highest inning score in the NDCA with 266 not out in 97-98 for Henry Lawson versus Colleton Leclerc in seventh grade. Brett Savage, highest senior inning score for Emu Plains Cricket Club first grade, scored 189 in the 2014-15 grand final versus Clare Hawks. Tom Romer, Emu Plains Cricket, scored 206 not out in juniors in 07-08. Jacob Bullis, Emu Plains scored 204 in juniors in 2017-18. Craig not only achieved his new personal milestone for the club and district, his innings went a big way in creating a new milestone for his team, making their 6 for 406 the club's new highest senior team score by one run. Wow. (laughs) Craig's fourth grade side's past previous record holders, second grade 2009 and 10, who posted eight for 405. That second grade team achieved it in a one day, day up, 45 overs, and consisted of no hundreds and two fifties, a 95 and a 58. Special mention to the junior record holders and highest overall team totals under 14 division two in 0607, who scored eight for 434. Congratulations, Craig. A huge achievement, which by all reports was an incredible day out for you and your side. And then it just goes on to say, we look forward to you go uh, playing for the rest of the season. So anyone who knows Craig, give that man a beer. He deserves it. He does not drink, pay for a drink for the rest of this season. <laughs> Mate, first off, what, what was that score again? 272? His, per- his personal, yes, 272 not out. 272 not out. Do you know between him and Reese, they had a partnership of 272 this weekend? <laughs> that is so good. <laughs> wow. Oh, Reese, you contributed so much to <laughs> Oh. But yeah, I had to, mate. I had to. <laughs> that's all for Nepean News. Uh, Beautiful, again, mate. Again, Incredible. well done to well done to Craig. Mm. Keep keep doing what you're doing, mate. So glad Glenwood Park team don't have a fourth grade. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's enter Reese's Rundown. 
Yes. Okay, so I had a few points that I wanted to run through. We um, had a lot of news coming out of the cricket realm. So David Warner has come out saying that he relishes in making everybody look stupid in, <laughs> in, in like with his current form in the World Cup off the back of some criticism. And a lot of people have responded by saying that he can only say that if he maintains consistency consistency across all three formats. What are your thoughts, boys? Correct. You can't you can't make a comment like that and not perform everywhere. So it's 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 arrogance on his part, do you think? I I think I think the bull's always been arrogant. I love David Warner, but I think he's always had that arrogance to him. Uh, definitely agree with Lukey. I think if you're not backing it, it, you need to be able to talk the talk and walk the walk. Mm. And if you're not doing that across all formats, then uh, maybe not the comment to make. Yeah, true. I mean, I, uh, I think he's he's doing the right thing at the right time. We're in the middle of the World Cup campaign. Mm. He's getting the runs and we're getting but the just, wins. But just leave it at that. Like He just needs yeah. to go, all right, this World Cup, I'm making oppositions look stupid. Yeah. That's all he had to say. Yeah, look. But I don't, I don't even yeah. think he needs to say that. I think he, I, I, I just think it's a little bit out of line, personally. Mm. Look, it reminds me of a video I watched during the week, um, just on Facebook, and it was just some YouTuber talking about the disputes between other YouTubers and whatnot, and the um, disputes between the Logan and Jake Paul, mm. and then it pan- and then it was comparing them to the the Tate brothers, Andrew and whatever the other one's name is, but Andrew Tate made a comment to this video saying, if you're not the best in the world at someone at something, don't talk to me. And I was like, well, no one's the best at anything. So you don't want anyone to talk to you for the rest of your life. Like seriously, come on, mate. Um, Like that, that comment that Davies made reminds me of that video. Like yeah. just yeah. Pure, pure arrogance. Mm. Just it, it's not on like, and you yeah, know what, I've... if you, if you, if you're good at something, keep performing well and show everyone that you're good at it. You don't need to, right. yeah, right. you don't need to run your tongue. I just want to see David Warner staying the runs for the rest of the World Cup campaign, regardless of how we end up at the end of it, whether we take it out or we fall short. Show some consistency right now, and then you know he's already given his timeline for what he's going to retire and test. I think it's his last World Cup. Yeah. It's, it's probably going to be his last World Cup. We'll mm. see what happens moving forward. But uh, the next thing I wanted to touch on, <laughs> Stuart Broad. <laughs> oh. yeah, Stuart Broad, here we go, has poured more fuel on the Johnny Bairstow stumping fire, adding that when he came on to bat after the Bairstow dismissal, he told Cummins that he was an absolute disgrace. To which Cummins replied... Oh, yeah? You're hardly an upkeep of the spirit of cricket. (laughs) I'll throw it to you boys, but I don't know what anyone else thinks. But on my end, it's definitely clutching at straws with a pathetic attempt from a dismal World Cup campaign that England were apparently not defending. Thoughts? Good on Cummins for standing up for for his nation and whatnot. And he is 100% right. Stuart Broad is not the upkeep citizen. Of the spirit of cricket. And look, if you've been living under a rock, that's obviously a reference to the 2013 incident where he smacked the cover off it to slips and didn't walk. And he wasn't given out. In the words of a child, you did it first, so I did it. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Joey? What do you think about all of this schmozzle? 
is there something wrong with Broad in the head? Like, is he, is he all there? Because this is the stupidest thing I've ever well, heard in my he was, fucking he was, life. He was allegedly seeing Red Mist when he went out there, and that was his excuse to Bearstow, be able to say... left his crease. Cricket 101, keep your bat in your crease. Besto left his crease. Well, why are we even still debating about this? Broad I needs think, to move on from what happened. Besto was out and fairly out. I think the 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 beef is is they still believe we did it on purpose. Oh. If, if you watch the video from absolutely every angle there is, Terry just releases the ball. He just throws it. He wasn't like throwing it at the stumps. He actually just lobbed the ball. Mm-hmm. It hit the stumps. Besto was out of his crease. See you later, sunshine. I think the uh, the funniest part was that they did it again last week. That was great. It wasn't Bearstow, <laughs> but with was, uh, with Root, which was incredible. No, um, Rashid, Rashid. Rashid, sorry, Rashid, yeah. Adil Rashid, and it was uh, Kusul Mensol. And that Mendel. was it was honestly awesome. That is still they don't know how to put the bat in the crease. <laughs> yeah, the um, the Sri Lankan Sri Lankan wicketkeeper. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he saw it at the last minute. It's like, oh, yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> Sorry, before before we go any further, I, I like Broad as a bowler. Don't get me wrong. Like, what he's done in the game, incredible. Oh, yeah, but, fantastic. But, but but in 2013, when he didn't walk, like, that that was a disgrace. Like, he taught, he calls Cummings a disgrace, but that was a disgrace. That was a, a disgrace. And Cummings didn't even do anything. No, but Cummings <laughs> is the captain, which is why he's aimed at it. But. I like Broad for what he's done, and he's a and he's a great bowler. Don't get me wrong, but to say a comment like that, it's in the it's in the David Warner territory. We've literally had two comments from two different sides, Australia and England, and they've both been stupid. Yeah, well, I'll, when one says something dumb, the other one's going to say something dumb. So. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I'll give you an interesting one to ponder over. This is something I was actually reading uh, yesterday. So the great Australian opener Matthew Hayden has recently come out saying that he would he could never coach Australia after the treatment of his longtime mate and batting partner Justin Langer. And again, if you've been living under a rock, Langer was previously offered a six-month contract with no chance of extension, which came after Cricket Australia took on board concerns over the coach's intensity at the end of his four-year deal. Hayden stated that none of the former greats are currently at the helm of Australian cricket. Now, what I want to throw to you boys is, is that what we need in our system or are we better off forging ahead with the new generation? Can I start by saying that, did you guys watch the test? Yes. The documentary about- The first one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I watched the first one. There's a documentary about Justin Langer when he was coach and it was from like the player's perspective and then Langer's perspective and stuff as well. It was really good, right? I was anyway, fantastic to it. Yeah, so I, I watched the whole thing. It was really good. If you haven't seen it, check out, uh, I think it's on Amazon Prime, the test. It's really good. Anyway, mm-hmm. players like uh, Uzi Kawaja was saying that the player was, like, J.L. was very intense. But for someone like Kawaja, he didn't mind it because he would just go back at J.L. So he has that sort of intensity where he would just respond to what he said, you know, maybe aggressively, but it actually got the best out of him. Whereas someone like Yelavishane, there was a few players that didn't cope really well with it. The first thing I want to say is I thought JL was a good coach. I actually didn't mind what he brought to that team. Yes, he was intense, but what has the game come to? Like, why are players getting so upset from a coach being intense? 
if you're winning games, if you're winning games, then shouldn't that be enough? I mean, they sacked him after winning games. It's not like Australia were fumbling out of series. We were winning, and we were winning well and convincingly. So I, I, I just don't understand why you would offer him a six-month contract just because a couple of players went, oh, you know, he didn't tell me that I batted really well today. Like, pretty much their feelings are hurt, is what they're saying. Like, maybe toughen up a little bit. And this is why none of the old Australians are in the team, is because they're tough. They're tough guys. Hayden's tough. Langer's tough. Gilchrist is tough. Lee's tough. They're all tough players. They played in an Australian era where you had to be tough. And, you know, JL has copped this treatment from Australia and from the players, and I think unfairly, in my opinion. We've been um, seeing a lot of comments from people. It's like, oh, they're just getting awards for participation and being involved and they're being praised mm. for this, this and that. What are your thoughts, Luke? What do you, what do you make of all of this about um, Hayden's comments? In, put, in perspective of your statement saying, do we form a new head of Australia with this generation? No. Because I think that this generation of cricketers have a lot more to learn from our older generation. And I'll throw I'll throw it out there. We can talk about it. We don't have to talk about it. Sandpaper gate. Mm. Are we gonna have that as the head of our cricket? Like no. look, they were punished. Duly. Yeah. But if that's the decision they're gonna make on the field, what are the decisions they're gonna make sitting in the box? I agree with Joey. I liked Langer's coaching. Yeah. I thought he was tough, but I think we need tough. Yeah. You're not going to win a game with, you know, soft teddy bear hugs. Oh, you did well, you know, come on, smile up, you know. You've got to learn to fight through the the low times and, and push through it. So look, to some... use to sorry, to use a rugby league analogy, look at Craig Bellamy for Melbourne Storm. There's a reason that Melbourne have dominated for a long period of time. Bellamy is a tough coach. Bellamy gets the best out of his players. We've seen him like screaming in the coach's box. Every second word's an F word. And those players hate losing games because they know they're going to get a spray. It's important. It makes a tough culture and it helps you to win games. And that's not saying that men, men are supposed to be tough and you know not show their emotions and all of that because 100% men are meant to show their emotions. But in a game sense and in a cricketing sense, yes, be tough. Bat well, bowl well, perform for your nation. You're wearing Australia on your chest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, we're, we're seeing that now where mm. we're, we're not, yeah, to, to take it off cricket again just for a second, we're not, we're not keeping score anymore in football. Yeah. yeah. And we're not, we're not tackling, we're not doing this and that. Like, okay, yeah, we, there's, there, there's such a thing as tackling properly. You know, and we need to learn the right technique. But we're not keeping score. We're not. We're not. We're not following a certain procedure. I, I just. I don't understand what is happening. And I, yeah, I really liked when Justin Langer was the coach because the players had a sense of responsibility. And I'll take you back to the test. Nathan Lyon was saying, "I will never conquer this game." Yeah. Yeah. This is after he's come off batting when the responsibility of getting the runs was placed on the bowlers because none of the top order or the middle order could do a single thing. I will never conquer this game. We have a handful of players in the Australian team who feel like that 
who feel like they're letting the entire country down. Why do we not have that across the entire team? Why do we not have that intensity? Look, I'll take a win. I'll, I'll take a win where That's whenever it, it turns right. up. But I think with the future of cricket, we need to see more urgency, more intensity and more firepower to be able to forge a stronger foundation for the grassroots, which is the fucking, just the, the be-all and end-all of the future of the game. And I, I, I honestly, I think those comments have come at a good time because Matthew Hayden has been a, a legend for Australian cricket. He's been a fantastic opener. Justin Langer, he's he's best mate, his partner, don't understand how how that had to happen. That is my rundown. You know, boys, it doesn't get much better than watching sport on a Sunday Arvo. However, sometimes you need a snack. And now, with Gibson's country-style jerky, your snack needs are complete. With a wide variety of flavours, including teriyaki, honey soy garlic, mild chilli and pepper steak, Gibson's has all your jerky needs covered. Get your jerky at gibsoncountrystylejerky.com follow Gibson's Country Style Jerky on Facebook and Instagram. And now, if you use the code PODCAST, you'll get 10% off. Gibson's Country Style Jerky, for the snackaholic in you. All right, moving on to Luke's Legends. I am a little more prepared this week, fellas. I do Ooh, have... Here we go. I'm excited. Yes, I do have three names that I'm going to talk about. Oh, yes. And only three. But we can just... We can bring in more if we have to. Former Legends... I... Went back and listened to my response last week and I was pretty peeved off with myself that I didn't mention at least one of these names last week and it and it bugged me. Two brothers, the Hussy Boys. I am oh. so annoyed we did not speak about them last week. I'm absolutely flabbergasted. What they have done for cricket, both internationally, domestically, they are a former legends, two former mm. legends. Let's look at Dave. He came into the uh, Australian side. He did his time. He left. He went and played big bash cricket. Then he coached big bash cricket. Like he and he took he took that senior role and he took that coaching role. Mike left the Aussies. Played big bash cricket. Mister Cricket. It was I loved watching him in the big bash because even though he left that international side, he still brought his flair to to, to domestic cricket. So. They're my two former legends, fellas. I, as I said, should have brought them up last week. Future legend, I'm going to jump, and I'm going to jump a big way. I'm not talking about in the next five, ten years. I'm talking maybe 15 years. A young girl playing for the women's BBL right now, and her, she goes by the name of Kate Pell, all right? Now, Kate Pell intrigues me because this girl is 17 years old. She is working alongside Alyssa Healy, wiki-keeping, mm for the Sydney Sixers, at 16 years old, she was called into the under-20s Australian T20 squad to travel overseas and represent her country at 16 years old. That is just absolutely incredible. And I don't think that she's gotten the raps that she deserves for the work that she's put in. So I think with another five to ten years playing for the Big Bash, she's definitely going to go on and play more Australian cricket. I'm not sure if what form she prefers, so I'm not sure if she's going to end up as a test player or just a T20 ODI. I'm not really sure how, how she's seeing that sort of thing. I'd like to see her in all forms, but it's like we said earlier, it just depends on the player and 
what form of cricket they are suited for sort of thing. Even if she only plays T20s, it, you know, she's going to be an absolute sensation for Australian cricket, for the women's Australian cricket. And I think that she's going to be a future legend of the game. Does anyone want to talk about anything else, fellas? Any other person? I just want to quickly touch on those former legends, the Hussey boys. Uh, Mike Hussey, one of my favourite players of all time. Obviously, Gilly's my number one. But Hussey, I love what Mike Hussey brought to the Australian Test Team. Took him a while to make his debut, 30. He didn't debut in the Test Team until he was 30 because of how good that Test Team was. He couldn't Mm -hmm. crack it. You had Martin, Lehman, who were all good all-rounders and in that middle order, and they couldn't be cracked out of the Test Team. So didn't make his Test debut until 30. But once he got there, absolutely set the world alight. I mean, not only was he a fantastic batsman and saved Australia on numerous occasions, but the guy was an incredible fielder. When I think of Australian fielders, I think of Mike Hussey. The way he was in the field, he was so quick. He hardly ever dropped the ball. He was one of a kind. Now, Dave Hussey, incredibly underrated. Dave Hussey had an amazing bowling game. I thought he was a really good bowler and he wasn't utilised enough. I don't think he got enough Australian test cricket. I think he could have played a lot more. Unfortunately, he wasn't picked more often than what he was, but thought he could have played a lot more. I thought Dave Hussey was really good. As you said, the big bash, I thought he was great. And watching those boys play one day as in T20s and just carving up and dominating, you're exactly right. They're some of the best brothers in the world. Uh, speaking about your future legend, Kate Pell, I think you're right on the money there. Yeah, yeah. just touching back on her. Um, yeah, she is a cricketer that really like um, is exciting to watch. I've only watched mm-hmm. one of her games. She didn't perform as well as I've seen her stats in previous games. However, she looked eager to learn. And like I said, 17 and working alongside Alyssa Healy. If I could be working alongside Gilly right now, oh, my God, be fingering <laughs> We're like Taylor Swift fans. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but moving on from Luke's Legends, <laughs> let's get to, into the fifth drop, some cricketing nicknames that Ooh, we yeah. know are fond of and we really enjoy. I'm gonna I'm gonna start off Go just with it. just with one. And um it's actually from Glenmore Park fifth grade, uh forty seven. Good old Gag and Sing. <laughs> thinking he's got 47 fielders everywhere. <laughs> we, we know he doesn't listen, so it's fine. Exactly. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell him. But, yeah, good good bloke, loves a good chat, thinks he has 47 fielders on the field, and that's all I can say about him. Other other uh, two more off the top of my head, Punter, good old Ricky Ponting, yep. loves his, loves punting on the dogs, and a, an ironic and really funny one, but Glenn McGrath was called Pigeon. Pigeon. Yeah, so that that was a real good one as well. (laughs) But boys, I'll let you jump into this section. Some nicknames, Joe. What are you thinking? What are what are the nicknames that you like? I had I had Pigeon there as well. Pigeon was great for uh, Glenn McGrath. But number one, mate, Bing, Binger, Brett Lee, great (laughs) nickname. You know, obviously goes well because his last name's Lee and the store is Bing Lee. Uh, But just incredible. Uh, Jason Gillespie, Dizzy, that was his nickname when he was playing. He was great too, Diz. He could just make you spin as a batsman. Didn't know where the ball was going. Uh, mate, one of our favourites, Gary, Nathan Lyon. Can't go yes. past Gary. What a nickname that is. Nice Gary became such a phenomenon uh, thanks to Matty Wade when he was the Australian test keeper. 
And that actually stems from AFL, Gary Lyons in the AFL. Matty Wade liked his AFL. And when he heard that Nathan's last name was Lyon, he actually started saying nice Gary because of Gary Lyons in the AFL. And it just stuck. And originally, uh, Nathan didn't like it. But then everyone started getting around and everyone in the crowd started saying, nice Gary. And then it just stuck. And that's, you know, now there's shirts. I mean, I've still got a shirt. Now, I've Nice Gary's in my bio on Instagram. I, I actually absolutely love it. It's such a good nickname. Uh, two more I'll finish off with. One for me that I absolutely love uh, actually comes from Glenmore Park as well. Uh, and look, it's our mate, Brad James. I just like calling him BJ. I just love saying BJ. It's just funny. It's just funny when you stand out in the field and you say, yeah, come on, BJ. Uh, it's good stuff. And then I'll bring it back to a to a proper cricketing sense for the last one. But, mate, the spin king, the king, Shane Warne. Can't go past it. I think Shane Warne also, like, his whole name would be said and it was sort of a nickname. Shane Keith Warne, everyone would say that, but it wasn't really yeah. shortened. But yeah, the but- spin king, the king of spin, uh, but that, that's 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 not really a nickname. That's just title. He was the king. Yeah, yeah. Like that's yeah, just yeah, a, Sorry, Warney. Warney would be his nickname. Yes. Warney. And you know, just incredible stuff. But yeah, there are a few from me. Mm, excellent, Racy. What do you got? Any nicknames that you're fond of? Well, I don't have five, but I will. Um, I've I've only recently joined up with uh, Glenmore Park, but. Uh, I've got to give a shout out to Butters <laughs> because that is how I started my cricketing career. Just not being able to hold on to a single thing. <laughs> and I kind of relate. The, wor- yeah. the worst part is he's actually been taking catches this year. So I think he's taking the most, to be honest. Yeah, we can't, we can't even call him that anymore. But we'll call, him, yeah. Yeah, call him spread. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I... Uh, I like I quite like church for Gilly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just it, it just it, yeah. I like Gilchrist. <laughs> yeah, because Christ is in his name, so it's church. I love it. Yeah, it's 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 just that classic sort of it's that classic sort of Australian thing. Is like where can we where can we find something that's relative that just makes sense but doesn't to other people? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, the only other one that I had was uh, the wall. Raul Dravid, just impenetrable, just could not get past him. Yeah, but I wish I had five, but yeah, three is better than none. <laughs> can, I just, can I just say, before we move on, some honourable mentions as well. Uh, Mark Tubby-Taylor, of course. Um, Alan Border, old Captain Grumpy, was a great one. Um, and Steve Ward, Tugger. So he had Tugger as a nickname. Mm. And then, of course, Steve Smith, Smudge, uh, David Warner, Bull. So few modern ones these days, but yeah, a few honourable mentions there. Yeah, that's exactly right. Jumping into our last segment for the night, it is our silly mid-on section. Oliver has, again, <laughs> sent in a multitude of it's questions. It's the only one. It's <laughs> the only one. Oh. And honestly, I thought we should just, just call this Ollie's Bits. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Well, look, I didn't want to call it all these bits because knowing my luck, I would, and then we'd have five other people asking questions. So <laughs> <laughs> um, I still called it the silly mid-on section. And I don't um, want to see all these bits either. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to be cancelled for identifying he has bits. But anyway, 
Um, I'll read out the question that I was actually most interested in. Yep. And, and it, I think it's actually going to be a very interesting talking point for us. What is the pass mark for the Aussies this Cricket World Cup? Now, for me, it is dead simple, finals. If we do not play finals, we have not passed. What do you guys think? 100%. You know, it, it's a it's a challenging challenging wicket in India in all the different stadiums. So, you know, anyone on their day can beat anyone in this sort of situation. So if we're not making finals, we, we haven't, even if we're not going to go all the way, we need to get to finals because, you know, That's you know, right? right? If, you, if you're not even aiming for finals, what's the point of playing? Yeah, look, I'll go one better, boys. I think semis. We, we have to not just make finals, but semifinals because we're ranked number two in the world, India number one. And I think, look, how we started, we've done a whole ton better from where we began this World Cup campaign. Uh, to be where we are now is incredible. But I think semis, I just think we have such a rich history when it comes to World Cups. We've won a whole ton of them so far. I think we've got to make the semis. I think that's a pass mark for Australia. We've got the team to do it. We've got the team to go all the way, but I don't want to say all the way right yet. I think semi-finals. Yeah. And then another one that has also come from our question, Soldier Oliver. Questionnaire. Um, yeah, a, 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 question, a questioner. <laughs> but um, I won't read all four, but number two, I think this is a really good one. Who can beat India in India this Cricket World Cup? I don't know. <laughs> I like to think we can. I reckon mm. that we could do it. I'm not saying we will, but I, I like to think that we can. Well, we've 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 taken out to them before. There was a uh, there was a series not too long ago where we we belted them by ten wickets. So yeah. <laughs> that was one of the best displays of batting I think I've ever seen. Oh, uh, <laughs> Warner well, and Finch just absolutely teeing off. I'll throw a different option in there. Obviously, I think Australia can. It's not Netherlands. But I think, <laughs> I, it was. It was. It, it, it was at the start of the campaign. Uh, I, I think South Africa. I think Ooh, South okay. Africa has the team. They look. It, India are going to be hard to beat. There's no doubt about it. India are going to be one tough opponent. I think South Africa could beat. I really do. I just I'm liking the look. The Cox in some good form at the moment. Uh, Klassen in really good form. Their bowlers, Macram's doing really well as well. I just, I think if there is a team outside Australia that could beat India, South Africa. Sunday, 7.30pm at the Eden Gardens, India take on South Africa. Just uh, letting everybody know. Oh yeah, there we go. <laughs> it could be there. Alrighty, I won't read out the rest. We'll save them for another week. But thank you all of us for sending in your questions. We really appreciate it. Gives us something extra to talk about. That stumps for this episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Gibson Country Style Jerky, Gilbert, for this episode. I'd like to thank our co-hosts, both Joey and Reese, Fellas, you had some great chat. Um, thank you to the listener as well. Without you, what's the point of us sitting around here on a Wednesday afternoon? Right. And just a last reminder, jump on to rugbyleaguemerch.com, get yourself some rugby infringement uh, merchandise, we got the hoodies, the shirts, the pint glasses, bottle openers, everything that a cricket player needs on a Saturday afternoon after he's finished his game of cricket and wants a nice cold beer. That's it for this episode. I'm Luke. He's Joey. That's Reese. Remember, take those wickets. <laughs> <laughs>